It is the week five recap of Dynasty Time. Scott here, along with Dan. What is up? You know, just chilling in Pacific Time right now. Uh, along with our guest this week, Kevin Lance, freelancers, is in the house. You know, you know what they say about Pacific Time. It's it's the most specific time. Is that what they say? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. That was that was the longest amount of dead air that I think will ever be on this podcast. Isn't everybody always late where you live? No one's specific uh, about time over there. I I get I don't know. You rhyme something with Pacific. I'm trying I'm trying to literally Uh, interpret it, but I also didn't actually mean anything. Yeah. Pacific time, in my experience this week, really sucks because all the games that I'm trying to bet on start at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm not ready Mm. to look at the what's going on. Yeah. Have you spent a Saturday out here? Because then football starts at 9.30 in the morning, and there's a lot of mixed feelings about that. I mean, it's kind of good. It goes all day. Like, literally. Uh, yeah, I think it actually starts at nine in the morning. But yes, I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> He's depends. got a point. Depends, depends on what... how specific you want to be. Okay, here we go, Lance. Anyway, let's get um, into it. Yeah, let's get into it. First thing we do for all our new guests on the pod is to give you a second to introduce yourself. So, Kevin, to the, right. for those who don't know you, uh, my my name is Kevin Lance. I'm the owner of Freelancers. Uh, I'm an original uh, Dynasty Time member, so that means I was there for the first drafts on the big board with stickers in the Pizer basement. Um, I'm currently living in Livermore, California, which is the farthest you can get away from the Bay Area and still call it the Bay Area. Um. And yeah, like Scott, I'm in marketing. And what else is new? I don't know. I guess I'm I'm the I'm the the bridge. I, if you were to build a spectrum with Scott on one end and Bobby on the extreme extreme, and maybe Scott in the middle and Bobby on the extreme end of one end of the spectrum, I'm in the middle between Scott and Bobby there. So. That's a good way to put um, it. That is a great explanation. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're forgetting the biggest thing. It, the, your children, which were born on like draft night a year ago. Oh, yeah. So I will be forever in a auto draft hole uh, <laughs> because they were born. Their birthday is September 2nd. So I think every year now it's going to be right around draft time. Um, but, uh, that was, no, it was good. Last, uh, last year I was in the hospital and was able to check in on a couple of rounds of the draft and see how things were going, uh, on my cell phone. And you guys were pretty generous with keeping me from drafting too many kickers. So <laughs> I think it did get to the point where there was like a third one coming. And I, yeah. I think I paused and was like, all right, we got to do something. Here. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a nice double birthday present. Nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think I have never won a championship. Uh, I probably have the... Here's a good question for Scott. Who has the worst ratio of 
and I don't know the answer to this, but worst ratio of playoff appearances to playoff wins. It's an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to nominate mean, myself for have... that answer. Yeah, you have a pretty low um, winning percentage. It appears. You don't have many postseason appearances, Kevin. Well, I I like to. Uh, I think you have under like five postseason appearances. I like to be a big fish in a small pond, and <laughs> I usually win the losers bracket. You've been to four playoffs, sir, and you have never. <laughs> <laughs> So it's hard to beat zero. <laughs> Freelancers has never won a playoff game. That doesn't seem right. According to this. It's good. All right. I so. We give Laverty so much shit for being so bad, but it, I think it's you. Yeah. Wait my <laughs> opinions appropriately. Wow. I had no idea. All right. Well, uh, Dan, before we move on, any questions for... Kevin here. I, I think he covered it all nicely. Okay. I, I, Kev- I appreciated the, the Bobby versus Scott and where he fits in the middle of you guys because yeah. now that I've known you guys for a while, I concur with that assessment wholeheartedly. Yeah. Well, Lance is a proud maple. And when he says marketing, he's like much smarter marketing than what I do. Oh, yeah. I sure. do. Uh, I'm marketing for like scientific instruments. Yeah, he actually is. We have science on Gatorade, but not really the same. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to week five, the week that was uh, starting off with our guest last week. Or wait, where are we? Yeah, our guest last week, Green Hell, took on Brothers Mendez. How did that go, Dan? It was just about perfect, honestly. Most of my players outperformed their projection, I think. And at least half of his players underperformed their projections. So that adds up to a 25-point win for me. And uh, he had Will Fuller on his bench, mm-hmm. which Ouch. helped me a little bit. But then again, how, how many people would have started Will Fuller anyway? Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. he had Marquise Brown, Stephon Diggs, and Sterling Shepard. Which, like, okay, maybe Sterling Shepard, but Shepard, I think, had a good week the week prior. So, I, you know, it's, yes, it sucks, but it's like the first week of the season. In my other league, I had Sammy Watkins on my bench. I can't be mad that I didn't start Sammy Watkins. I didn't know Tyreek Hill was going to get injured. So, I don't know. Nick, yeah. sorry, but Nick, he's 4-1 Will... still in first place. Will Fuller is the second highest player ever sitting on a bench. With forty six point seven, just point one point one behind number one, which is Derrick Henry from Ultimate Warriors last year. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Interesting. That was a playoff game, right? Wasn't that, that relatively late? Was a playoff game. Yeah. I might have played him actually that week. That was week fourteen. Either mm-hmm. way, I'm happy with it. Uh, so yeah, Nick thinking there might be a podcast jinx is now not undefeated. Sad. Uh, moving on, we're going to move pretty quick here. Badger Pride uh, didn't play well. So, disappointing. Also played almost the high score of the week. And our team looks like a piece of shit right now. So, 
we're in a spiral. Not good. How do you unspiral a spiral? I mean, somebody needs to score some points. That's all. <laughs> Is it? Would you say it's? Uh, would you say it's toughness, uh, execution, or effort? No, I think it's just grit. You know, grit. We just have to okay. want it more. I think we just haven't wanted it Passion. as much as the other team. You know, totally. I think, we have, I, I think we have Debo some Samuel. Yeah, I think we have some suspect coaching going on over here when you start Debo Samuel and the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I'm over just... what? Corey Davis with three point eight points. Well, I mean <laughs> something. Yeah, not good. start another tight end. Try that avenue. Rashad Penny had six points. (laughs) Anyone. And then to pick up the Bengals defense. I actually laughed when I saw that happen because I bet pretty hard on the Cardinals. And I was just (laughs) laughing the whole way. And then I checked your score and it said one point. And I literally laughed out loud. Sorry. Uh, You know what, though? Craig would have had high points this week if he had Christian McCaffrey. That is true. He's four and one. <laughs> Fuck. He's doing just fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyler Murray, Chris Godwin. Those guys are working out. Uh, Birds of Prey loses once again, goes to one and four. Blue 32 showed up and is actually a real team all of a sudden with 132 points. Good job to Brian. 42 points from the Eagles. Impressive. Woo. Defenses. Wow. Love those defenses. Gotta love it. Better yeah, pick up than we the were... Bengals. We were just talking about Will Fuller having the second highest score all time with like, what, 46? And here's a defense sitting on 42. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, defenses are not in my my thing there. Talk about a crap crap shoot there. Wow. Yeah, actually, that is – that might be number one of all time. I'm just checking that right now. I thought the Patriots had 44 40. earlier this year. Oh, no, he's not on the bench. He's starting. Oh, he's starting so, him. Yeah, he's starting him. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Sea uh, City Boston continues their domination throughout the league. Really pissed off about those odds, and they take down Ultimate Warriors. Good game. 142 to 121. 44 points from McCaffrey. Dan, you want to say anything about that? Nope. Okay. Oh, I have a comment, by the way. <laughs> now, because in the uh, whoever it was, I think it was Birds of Prey had Deshaun Watson. So now we've covered all three players. Um, as a point of evidence that I don't suck real hard at fantasy football, uh, in my other league, I started simultaneously Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, and Will Fuller this week. Uh, Holy crap. So, setting that records. must have been quite the week over there. Yeah, raised some eyebrows, and it'll <laughs> it'll promptly turn return to mediocrity next week. So, um, most likely back, back back to this league. I just had to say something because we talked about how terrible I am, <laughs> <laughs> which we did not realize. But not terrible last week, as you did not lose to the worst team in the league like I did, and took down the Misfits, and you're back in playoff contention. How does it feel? Uh, it feels good. I think I put up a almost exactly the median score. So anytime you do Sounds the right. median, you're doing okay. 50-50 shot there. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I'll take it. Uh, it Teddy crazy. Bridgewater putting up 30 points on the bench. 
we'll see how that holds up. Yeah, you should trade him or yeah, trade bait. Superflex or something. All takers. Also, uh, we talked about starting an extra tight end as a as a flex option. Um, I currently have three tight ends and they're all hurt. So <laughs> well, there's I don't a lot know. of red letters next to yeah. name. <laughs> I don't know where we're getting all these extra tight ends from all of a sudden. <laughs> or these flex options. There's about three in the league right now. So not good. No. You need to pick up another tight end. Um freelancers is you know middle of the pack power rankings wise uh and as we move on to tang clan with the high score of the week 153 aaron jones going gangbusters that was kind of a surprise dj clark sitting on his bench with 30 points but he takes down primetime who's just spiraling out of control wow uh, that you don't expect that kind of performance from Austin. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good point. You expect that kind of performance, but then you definitely expect to hear about like why it's not so bad or you know how his team's really good, but nobody knows about it. That's true. So we'll keep an I eye usually, on Slack. Usually, Austin would have like 16 rookies right now. At this yes. point, as he prepares for next year, but uh, the Golden new... Tate, Golden Tate coming off of suspension, so that could, could pop up next week here, depending on how he plays the slot over there in the Meadowlands. I think I've said this three weeks in a row now, but it's very surprising to me that a team with Patrick Mahomes and DeAndre Hopkins is one and four in our league. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Paul said something to that effect earlier this week. Yeah, Mahomes has been kind of human the last couple of weeks, though. Yeah, I feel like he's gearing up for a, a pretty huge streak here coming up. Probably. Uh, so Jutang Clan really stepping it up the last few weeks. And then we go into the last game. Both teams under 100 points, but Logan pulls out the win over Bobby, who cannot be happy. Maybe this is why Bobby was so crabby on the slack. <laughs> Puts up 84 points, goes to two and three. Oh, 84, not the lowest score of the week, but not far from it. That is true. He did get eliminated from the Survivor this week. Anytime you start a guy who was ruled out before the game, that's got to hurt. Not that he had great other options, but Devonta Adams was ruled out at least a little while before the game. And he still kept him in the starting lineup. So maybe there was something going on there, but that's pretty unfortunate. And Lamar Jackson had probably his worst game as a pro. I mean, at least as a starter, I think. I don't know. I guess I didn't follow them too closely last year, but he looked really bad through two, maybe three picks, Mm. three interceptions. So that Mm. that doesn't help. 161 passing yards. Which was the Thursday game last week? Oh boy! Yeah, well, just because that, was... that that caught me with some of my players, so I don't think it was Green Bay Dallas. So there's not really no. It was another shitty game. Yeah, was it the Bengals Cardinals? No, nope. it was um, your players, <laughs> Scott Chargers Broncos, right? Nope, I lied. No, shit, Saints Bucks. Well, as long as it's not <laughs> Cowboys Packers. 
Rams, Rams, Seahawks. Oh, it was Rams. Oh, yeah, because it was a higher score. Because Craig was freaking out about that's what it was. Craig was freaking out about it. And then Cooper Cup does his thing. Yep. Yep. Everything Uh, comes back to Craig. That's how it works around here. Usually does. Uh, Congrats to NWO and their first win over Bobby since 2012. Pretty, pretty great stuff. That Same was, with Freelance. How many owners ago was that? How many owners? How many owners franchises ago was that on that? I can't even tell you who came before Logan at this point. NWS had a couple. Yeah, that's okay. We have Logan now. That's all that matters. Uh, I, so also high score of the week. Are we? Is that still getting twenty bucks? I don't even remember. I haven't looked at the rules in a while. Uh, it's ten dollars right now. Ten dollars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can check your accounting balance, which is not updated currently. I just realized tonight because Lance, you paid me, and you're still at minus twenty five. But if you haven't paid me, you have a negative number. So do that, please. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. We got a lot of negative numbers on there. That means people um, haven't paid. Logan is zero, and freelancers is zero. Okay. Um, but it does include your $10 winning. So, Craig, for example, congratulations on winning $10. Wow. I mean, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if Brian's good for it. You better get that money soon. I know. Seriously. Laverty. Anyway. If I would have known Laverty hadn't paid yet, man, he would have gotten right. an earful last week. <clears throat> I hear you. I'm putting him on blast right now. Anyway. anyway speaking of Logan. Week. Yeah. Oh, uh, we had a message this week. Uh, so let's get right to that. Uh, an old friend joins the podcast. Hey, uh, this is uh, Steve from Akron here. Long time, third time. Just really want to say how much I love the podcast this week. Really enjoyed listening to it. Um, it's a bit of a problem, though. One of my favorite things about good old Dynasty time is how inclusive of a league it is, which is why it was particularly troubling to me that you guys had a wonderful conversation about baby names but didn't include all expectant fathers in the league in that conversation. just seems to me something we'd want all voices to be heard on. Uh, but listen, I'm going to let it slide. Um, you know, you guys do a great job, so keep up the great work, and uh, I'll keep listening. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right, that was Steve from Akron. Guys, any idea what he's talking about there? I don't know. Sounds pretty suspicious. Steve got some news to share. I think Steve does have some news to share. So sharing on the podcast, as one does, because that's normal. Uh, we have a second baby coming in the in the league. Anybody have a guess? Maybe it's a, Steve from a-, a friend of Steve from Akron's. Steve, yeah, Steve from Akron. I'm <laughs> shocked that he actually has friends, but. That's true. Especially because he's listening to this podcast and he's not in the league. Yeah, he sounds a little sketchy to me, but. In all seriousness, congrats to Logan on the baby news. I believe he said they're about 12 weeks along, so pretty early still. But so yes. far, so good, it sounds like. so. Due what, in the early spring. Early spring. Told. All right. So we'll <laughs> have a couple sleep-deprived, newly sleep-deprived fathers come draft yeah. next, next August in haven't Scott asked... and Logan. I haven't asked Logan how this impacts his trip to Chicago in August. So, or he was or a pretty big proponent of Vegas, right? So he was does a that big change proponent. anything? Big proponent of Vegas, and he knew that they were having a baby. So, 
What's the deal? Uh, yes, but now the public knows. And did Jackie know that Vegas was potentially on the, <laughs> on the docket? I do not know. We might have to find out. Yeah, well, he will be used to staying up all night. So it's a good asset to have on your side in Vegas. It's a good, good point. Call. Um, all right, so that that's that news. So exciting stuff there. Uh, speaking of the live draft, oh boy, David Elster, I tell you, dude, throwing wrinkles this damn wedding. Uh, we will figure it out. I think Chicago makes the most sense, but unless Lance can start convincing people that Vegas is better, uh, Ve- Vegas is all right. <laughs> They're both. They're both but. equally good options for various valid reasons. <laughs> I'm coming on and hot, guys. Coming on hot. That is a hot take. You yep. sound like the no, lamest so. politician I've ever heard. Uh, so we will uh, figure that out. I'll probably send an actual email in the next week so that we can finalize that as much as you can finalize something um, okay. and, and plan that. Uh, other thing that we wanted to talk about here, Dan, you want to introduce that topic? <laughs> I would, I would love to. I mean, as I, you know, we've been talking... Dynasty Time Podcast. We're <laughs> all about the professional seamless handoffs. You know what, Lance? You I'm haven't sorry. even listened to the podcast, yeah, so you can't talk. You can't talk. But well, we also forgot to right forgot to thank our sponsor. SoundCloud. So that's SoundCloud, the bridge between noise and sound. SoundCloud. Why not? We are not on SoundCloud. Well, they did sponsor the podcast. They did not. So. <laughs> I, I, does, I didn't does go Lance to SoundCloud. Smoke a lot of weed? Like, I know, We'd like I know to, it's legal out there, but are you just like high to thank our other the sponsors? Time? The Pizers. The Pizer family. There certainly are a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, SoundCloud specifically did not sponsor this podcast because it's freaking expensive to host a podcast on SoundCloud. So if you're starting a podcast, don't do it there. Yeah, this is like an anti-read. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Uh, But anyway, down to business. The topic that we have all been talking about is the potential implementation of Superflex We've heard from a handful of people. I've kind of taken a straw poll just behind the scenes a little bit, and it sounds like the majority of the league is in favor of it, still with a few questions on maybe what scoring looks like and ultimately what the roster positions look like. But in general, Lance, what is your take on the implementation of a super flex position? So remind me what the current status is. Is this – getting rid of the defense or is this making flex into super flex? That's a uh, part of the discussion. I don't think we're getting rid of defense as much as Dan would like that. <laughs> um, I've no, I think that. there's a, I think there's an open question on if the super flex would replace the current flex or if the super flex is replaces the third wide receiver um, or something like that. So I think that's an open question still. I think for the sake honest. of this conversation, let's say the super flex replaces the flex. Sure. Okay. 
Uh, I, I mean, you know, to be honest, I would be in favor of having as many super flexes as you want, but each additional super flex costs you five points. So you can start that third super flex as long as you're sure he's going to score 15 or more. Wow. What? <laughs> that was the most Lance answer I think we could have expected or not expected. Just a uh, whole new, new wrench that's, in this situation. Which, but it's new. It's a new opinion. I like All it. opinions are valid, except Paul Rossman's. And <laughs> I think it's interesting. So you're saying the option is to not play a super flex or to play? Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. No super flex, zero points, just static roster. You're good. Play one super flex. Fine, but he starts at minus five. Two super flexes, he starts at you know, minus five, minus ten. So, hey, you know, all those quarterbacks out there aren't looking as rosy for that, uh, that second super, super flex spot. I can't wait to get Bobby's opinion on this conversation. <laughs> I think, um, though, to, to bring this back to reality, Lance, do, so I, but I think that it's funny because the sentiment is that the points associated with the Superflex would be too high, potentially, because of the quarterbacks. So if we decided to reduce quarterback scoring, like we are planning to, and Scott is going to model and is modeling, would that then help the conversation if instead of averaging, what, 18 points per quarterback, they're actually down to 12 or 13? You know, and it makes those those second uh, half of the quarterback position considerably less valuable, if you will. So I don't really understand why we would tweak this. So here's, here's my thought. Uh, I'm for super flex because I think it makes things uh, interesting. Um, I don't understand why we would tweak the scoring. Um, Cause it, it's kind of like saying, all right, you make a super flex, you're, you're not really increasing the number of players that you need to start. So like number of teams times number of starters equals total starter pool, right? So you're not changing that number. All you're doing is you're saying, all right, there's probably like six crappy tight ends now that are replaced by like mediocre quarterbacks. Um, or maybe that's six crappy tight ends and three backup running backs and it's nine, nine quarterbacks. Um, but there's definitely a tipping point there where I don't think, you know, you make things super flex. I don't think all of a sudden, like every starting quarterback in the league is going to be, uh, filling our starting QB and our super flex spots. Um, I think it's probably going to be, you know, four quarterbacks. And then maybe you have, uh, you know, fewer backup running backs or fewer, you know, fewer crappy tight ends kind of in there. Um, with the end result being less variability uh, in scoring, or at least maybe there's some, you know, that, that's kind of the question mark is, is, is that I've had about this whole process is if you have a problem, then like this type of new world scenario that you have by having a super flex, you can check it against this problem. So if the problem is like, Hey, you know, I really feel weird putting, 
players that I know nothing about and are maybe high variance between like three points and eight uh, and playing them because who cares? Um, and I'd rather play somebody that I know is going to score 10 and be somewhat interesting to watch. Um, if that's the problem, then Superflex is the solution. Uh, but I'm not sure what the problem is with the well, way we have it now. To, to be fair, I don't think there really was a problem. And I think that's causing some individuals uh, to challenge it quite a bit because I don't think it was necessarily a problem. It's just something that we, you know, we've kicked around some different ideas over the last couple of years. And, you know, I know Scott threw it out there thinking, all right, we've done doing this league pretty similarly for 14 years. Why not just take this opportunity as, as we're starting over to, make the league what we want. And the conversation was, if you were, as I approached the conversation, if I was to start a league today from scratch, what would I personally want it to be like? And I personally would want it to include a super flex because like you said, I like to focus on quarterbacks more than other positions in the league. And that's what I like to follow. So to your point, I don't care too much about, reducing quarterback scoring because I'm okay if half the league or more is starting a quarterback in their super flex position. I'm okay with that. But the biggest challenge I think we've heard is that it would be too obvious of a decision to start a quarterback in the super flex position, which is why reducing quarterback scoring a little bit might help that to a point. Yeah. Yeah. The, the scoring for people's reference, and I don't know if I've referenced it a little bit, but and I'll send information out. But like, if you just make it one point per thirty yards instead of one per twenty, which I think it is now, even that, all of a sudden, that twenty-sixth quarterback is at the same level or even worse than that next wide receiver that people would play. So even just doing that little tweak, um kind of solves that gap where it's not just an automatic if you don't have the quarterback you're fucked <laughs> that's i think that's the issue people are worried about is okay in week 13 i don't have that second quarterback do i have a chance to win and i would say if you tweak it just a little bit even if you don't tweak it i think you can figure it out because that last quarterback kevin to your point it's, he's scoring nine ten points you can find someone who's going to score nine, 10 points on a whim Mm -hmm. if you have to. And if your quarterback goes down, that should impact you. (laughs) It's kind of where my head's at. I'm like, yeah, your starting quarterback went down. Sorry. You got to figure it out. I mean, it's like any other position. Yeah. So, I mean, I probably would agree that, yes, Superflex would make it interesting because it, it adds one extra little variable that people can play around with and, and one more like panic button they can hit if like a key player does get hurt. And then it probably also makes the draft more interesting too, because now you don't have like three quarterbacks drafted in the first 10 rounds. You have a more even mix of players going throughout. I agree. I agree. And I think also the waiver wire, instead of having a handful of, of solid quarterbacks sitting out there that are projected to score, you know, 18 to 20 points, those players are going to be rostered. And some of those players making $28 million a year and the NFL is built around that position. And that's how kind of how I look at it. We get those players in play, which is what I want to follow as opposed to trying to pick up 
name some random Mecole Hardman or somebody like that where you're just exactly. hoping to catch lightning like, in a bottle for a week oh, or two. I hope he catches three balls this week. He's he's gonna have a great week for you, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And you know, actually the other I'm I'm looking at my my lineup here too, and the other thought that just that occurs to me is that this means that I will I mean, there are people that keep one quarterback on the roster. I'm sometimes that person. Right now I'm a two quarterback roster person. That means that you'll probably never ever have a quarterback on the bench in the league. You know? Generally, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean you could you could have a third quarterback, but that's that's weird. A spot that's taking that's taking a spot for someone who's probably pretty shitty. Yeah. Um but yeah, then all the quarterbacks actually matter. Like Teddy Bridgewater puts up thirty points, that's exciting, I think. Yeah, but, but that actually counted for you. He's but right never now, gonna he's just see the field bench. until Tom Brady like breaks his, you know, shoulder or is on a bye week. So Yeah, and th- that's kind of my point, and that's where the way I look at it. And I've heard you and others say about what is the problem that we are trying to fix. And I just I'm not looking at it that way. I'm looking at it. if I build in a league from scratch, what do I want to pay most attention to? And for me, I go right to quarterbacks because Let's get those guys in play. They chuck the ball around the most. There's a lot of ups and downs. It's, to me, fun to find the the Gardner Minshews and the Kyle Allens or whatever, and, and that's, to me, more exciting than some random fourth-string wide receiver who gets one good game. Then starting Chris Herndon. How did you even find Chris Herndon? Chris Herndon <laughs> was listed as a – like a tight tight end one type of person, but with oh. this four week suspension. So, uh, interesting. He, he was kind of my sleeper pick in this year's draft and all my leagues. So we'll see. And then he he promptly you know pulled his hamstring in like the second practice he's been in all year. So Perfect. great value pick there. Nice. Well, while we have you on the line with the reset next year, is there anything else? That's been batting around in your head that you would like to change. Putting you on the spot. Or do you think things are great here? Which they are. Uh, They're pretty good. I guess the one thing that I would like to have improved is the, like how often trades happen like that that might just be like an owner activity awareness type of thing but it's always kind of been fun to see trades interesting to negotiate trades but like more seems to be better <laughs> so i would agree i don't and have I a think... solution for how no but that's... well i think i think the super flex actually helps that because then you're Right now, my example in the Slack earlier this week when Bobby was, I don't know what he was doing. Um, But my point was like squats throughout Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson as, oh, these guys are on the block. And I imagine he got like no bites. Yeah. Because who is going to trade for Matt Ryan right now? Like, I don't, I don't see any reason why you would do that. But I mean, if you have I mean, a super flex, now all of a sudden, well, I might upgrade my quarterback from the 30th guy, Kyle Allen, or whoever it is, the Jets guy that I'm currently playing. Now I can get Matt Ryan, and that's a startable position. 
I would I would even argue that who's trading for Deshaun Watson right now? <laughs> True. I mean, what are you going to give up for him? I mean, you you have to start two running backs, three wide receivers, and a flex every single week. That's a lot of players. And you know, we've been talking about the eight versus nine roster. I'm not going to go into that right now, but like you have to start a lot of players every week, so it's very hard to give up a player to get another player right now, especially a quarterback. And I think. Yeah. And that's something that, and I, I guess I will go into it for just touching on it, is, you know, coming into this year and, and every year prior, we started seven position players plus the kicker in the defense. This year, we went up to eight by eliminating the kicker, which I'm not saying it was a bad decision. I'm just saying it's made it a hell of a lot harder to field a good starting lineup and try to make some trades. The only possible way to improve your team this year really is to be able to trade future draft picks, which we know we can't do. And that's something that Nick and I talked about on the pod last week was in recent years, when's the last time we've seen like a player for player trade that makes both teams better or at least rejiggers two teams for the current year. That just doesn't happen. And I think that's to me something that I'm trying to kick around ideas to, to help fix a little bit. I think the super flex does that. And that's kind of where my head was with the, the whole number of starters. Um, we obviously we've only heard a couple opinions on that. So I don't know, Kevin, if you've seen any of those conversations, but I just feel like with the way the roster is now, when you have to start two running backs, three wide receivers and a flex, it's really hard to give up a decent player and get one back to help two teams in the same year. It would really have to be a trade of I'm trying to go all in this year and you're trying to tank this year. Let's trade a pick for player and then, you know, move on. Is that, is that all bad? No, but that's just, I feel like how things have always worked and it just feels like there could be a way to improve that a little bit. Yeah, I probably agree. And, and, you know, not to repeat exactly what you said, I would just say it makes it easier to make a good player for good player trade. And you don't need the exact perfect puzzle pieces of, aha, I have a good wide receiver that I, Oh, you know, he's my fifth. And then you have a, your third tight end, Kevin, please let's make this work. Um, it's then it's just like, Oh, you know, who cares what positions they are? Yeah. I mean, I've, I think Dan, we've talked about years ago when I was kind of like, make them all flex like that. <laughs> like in my mind, it's like, obviously that's extreme, but it's kind of fun because then you can just build your team. How you want to build your team with the best players. So maybe it's like, we obviously wouldn't do this, so I don't know why I'm bringing it up, but it's like one running back and two wide receivers or something, and then all the rest are flex. You say, build your team. Go have fun. I mean, I think that's how you get trades to actually happen. Um, but I, I would agree with that. And, I, and I, I do think, though, I do think having a bigger bench could help with that because if you end up with good players that you're not going to use regularly, you could try to trade them to – improve your team that year while also improving the other team that year as well. And that is a trade that doesn't automatically make one team better and one team way worse for the existing year, which is the cyclical nature that Nick alluded to on the, on last week's just that has happened so frequently. And we've had some really exaggerated examples of guys doing that and then bailing on us. So that maybe leaves a sour taste in my mouth. But the fact of the matter is like guys are trading Every year, there's a few guys that are trading first and second round picks for like sometimes just decent players. And it's not really that's not, to me, that doesn't benefit the league. That just creates a, a cyclical nature of 
a few good teams and a few bad teams every year. And it just, and that, but that's pretty much what you have to do is, is trade those, those top yeah. picks. And I don't, and I don't love that. Yeah, it's tough. It's never going to get to the point where trades are <laughs> happening all the time, player for player. Right. I mean, and we we're spoiled here. And I think I step back and I realize that like I'm in three other leagues. I haven't seen one trade in like six years in any of those leagues. <laughs> so, so that's or true. any chat. Like that, I haven't that, talked to any fair. of those people after the draft. So it's like we're pretty spoiled here. That is fair. Um, with How, however, the reason I've actually noticed this is because I joined a ten-team league this year, and I actually have a pretty deep bench. So I'm able to trade Matt Breida for, you know, an upgrade at my quarterback position. And it makes both teams better in the current year. And it's because I have a deeper bench. Well, so, Kevin, question for you. Mm-hmm. I want to get out of here because I shouldn't be on this podcast this long. But <laughs> we've been talking a lot about the starters going down or going back to what we were, if we go to Dan's point. What, is, what about the option of just adding a roster spot back? Like going back to kind of what we had where there was roster spot, maybe an IR or something like that where you're adding a little bit to the bench. So the waivers is worse, but the fact of trading is actually probably easier because you have those players. Yeah. I mean, I would say – Like what's more important? I would say the fact that I'm bad at fantasy football probably doesn't help this problem, but I would say that my – I don't have enough good players to fill out my starters, and the size of my bench does not change that. (laughs) So, that's a good point. That is that's that's that kind of summarizes my point, honestly, right there. That, that really kind of summarizes my point. Um, and I think, to be honest, too, the waiver wire. I'm glad you brought that up. The waiver wire this year is very obviously worse than it's ever been before, and it's because we added the additional wide receiver spot. Take quarterbacks out of it. Obviously, the the waiver wire is the worst it's ever been, and it's because we went up in a roster spot. And and maybe that's okay. And if everybody else is okay with that, then fine. Um, and that's, but that's really been my only point is we went up a roster spot. It's still really hard to make trades and the waiver wire is even worse. And Kevin can't fill out his team. Same with misfits and birds of prey in prime time. It's all about Kevin really. So anyway, not to belabor that point, but I, I did want to just at least speak to it because I've tried to type in the slack and Bobby has poked holes in my ability to type. So I wanted to at least speak it out loud and hopefully a few people, as we've done on this pod, Scott, to, to, to mainly your credit, but our credit as a group, we've had some people on, Craig, Paul, Nick, who've, who've heard us talk and we've had conversations and their, their thinking has evolved and they've embraced certain things that we've kind of been talking about and understood them a little bit more. And I think Kevin kind of helped with that tonight too. So that's a positive for me. Got a right. podcast. And to throw out one more idea there, oh if you if you win the league next year, like the following year, no first round draft pick for you. Mm-mm, you don't need it. Yeah, how about that idea? I mean, if you want to that, I like it. I, yeah. I think we should have Kevin on more because he makes my ideas seem simple <laughs> and normal. That's right. So I think it's great. Dan's ideas seem seem good. This, just yeah. to Bobby's point, this is like our this is our selling strategy. I propose a somewhat borderline idea. Kevin comes in with some asinine, <laughs> ridiculous suggestion, 
and then that makes my pitch sound pretty good. Well, let's just wait wait a few weeks. We'll see where you are in uh, in November. There you go. Maybe you're yeah. thinking we'll evolve. Yep. Yeah, you know, like I've had enough of Craig. No more Craig. No first round draft pick. Yeah. Before, I was talking to Logan uh, a few weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh, we could, we could go to 16 teams." And he's like, "No, here's an idea: we go to 32 teams, and we have a relegation and uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever the other word is that they use over there. And so then you have two leagues that are going up and down." <laughs> And I'm like, oh boy, now we're talking. I like it. There you go. All right. All right. Well, that's a good idea to end end the podcast yeah. on. Kevin, thanks for joining us. It's all, as always, it's been a pleasure. Glad we could get you on. Um, and yeah, looking forward to week six of Dynasty Time. And we will obviously be back next week. If we got it in this week, we'll get it in every week. Don't you think, Dan? I agree. We did good. Right. Thanks for taking time out of your right. your your Congrats. baby moon. Yeah, congrats to Logan once again. Yeah, we'll welcome s- to the party, Logan. <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right, bye. <laughs>